Hey guys, welcome to Look Who's Here. I'm your host, Derek Reamers. I'm a stand-up comedian and I meet a lot of interesting people doing stand-up and I think they're so interesting that you should meet them too. We are back. Got a cool episode today I'm pretty excited about. Um, we got a really smart guy on. Really smart genius computer guy. And, even better, he's Canadian. So he will use his super genius for good. That's important. I, uh... What's been going on this week? My uh, my neighbors, the ones of domestic violence fame, were gone for like a week. And it was so quiet and so lovely. And then they came back. And it was aggressive and loud. And they scream a lot. I don't know what's going on. And th- honestly, the worst part about it is that they apparently, while they were gone, bought their kid a dinosaur toy. Which has like a button that makes like a Godzilla sound. And they, I'm talking for like 15 minutes straight, they're just pushing this dinosaur button. And I want to strangle the kid. But I can't, because that wouldn't be okay. And he's not really doing anything wrong, he's just playing. But I'm selfish, and I don't have kids. And so I feel like I shouldn't have to suffer like someone who does have kids. I don't know. They're, they're back. It's fine. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Podcast. I'll give you all kinds of tips and weird stuff uh, about the show. Um, and go to uh, patreon.com slash look who's here. All right, sign up, become a patron, and then uh, I'll figure out something to do for that, like extra episodes or weird insights, that type of thing. Okay, let's get to our guest, super smart guy. Uh, He just got a new job. He used to work at the University of Hawaii, and we talk about all this, and we talk about the new awesome job he got working on the Human human Genome Project. He's a computer scientist, super smart. Give it up for... Oh, look who's here. It's Conrad Holmberg. Here's how I'm going to start this. I was like, what am I going to ask first... Are you an American citizen? No. Okay. Not that I care. Definitely I really... Not. The only reason I even feel okay asking you that is because you're white. And I was like... <laughs> I'm yeah, just the thing curious. Is, it's okay to ask somebody where they're from. It's just that America is sensitive about it well, because they say, like, where are you really from? They want yeah. to know... They ask it in a way where it's, like, yeah. about their ethnicity. Not, yeah. Cause not I, like I, I'm genu- a, yeah. genuinely curious yeah, where you're from. I actually have a friend. She's Native American, like Blackfoot, and... She goes to these salsa dancing and like people who are Latino and stuff ask her, where are you from? Like originally, it's like here, like since the beginning of time. (laughs) Say, where are you from? No. No, sorry. That was a technical, I paused it. It was a technical uh, issue. Um, You're saying your friend, Blackfoot. Yeah. So like people ask where she's from and she's like here. And they're like, no, originally, yeah. no, here for yeah, like yeah. ten thousand generations. Yeah, so, I have that little it's like joke about my wife. Yeah, the where, where my family asks where yeah. she's from, and she <laughs> says uh, Phoenix, and they're like, no, that's not, it's not what we meant. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. But so, like, how did you? You grew up in Alberta. Yeah, I'm, what is, I'm Edmonton Oilers all the way. Like, I grew up during the Gretzky dynasty in the '80s. Okay, and that's not a. What Alberta is the oil province. Yeah, but it's it's east of BC. Correct. Is that right? So between Saskatchewan and 
BC is. So we we have a bit we have a bit of the mountains there. So we got a bit of the Rockies and like for instance, probably the most famous place in it from a tourist perspective is uh, Banff. Banff and Jasper. So that's where the majority of tourists it looks like Waikiki, but the Japanese are wearing winter coats Real, it's the was only it difference. like a river or like no a big, no no, like no. A... it's like a big ski resort it's all in the oh, mountains it's a national okay. park oh it looks like waikiki in terms of yeah the, the tourism of yeah yeah so it's mostly okay. japanese who go yeah, there yeah, yeah. and then they're just wearing winter coats instead of bikinis so yeah it's... i used to go to bc a lot when i turned 19 because i grew up right on the well border. you went to vancouver i would right? go to Van- well vancouver a couple times but mostly white rock and uh abbotsford so you go. can drink towns, like a yeah. normal adult. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd turn 19. We'd get a bunch of people in the car. And as long as the driver was sober, when he came back, no one really. Yeah. No one really Alberta's cared. actually 18 for drinking, oh, which is even better. That. If I would have known that, you would have jumped made a, over. Made a road yeah, trip. Yeah. That's, so is Alberta above Montana? Yep. Okay. So I used to live in southern Alberta. And you could always tell the the yanks who couldn't handle their liquor and they're puking in the alleys or whatever but they're it's cool they just didn't like shitty molson <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty that's what that was we don't i don't that's like the budweiser of canada like nobody drinks yeah that. i know it's just it's like, what i used to see on uh road signs and stuff and when i was listening to canadian yeah, radio molson stations molson and like, commercials well you grow up that's why you're more educated because you coors Yes, Honestly. correct. Yeah, they so bought they bought uh, our our culture. That's the quality of beer. Yeah. It is. At one time, Disney well, actually Budweiser's owned the. Owned sorry, by, Budweiser's owned by Germany. Yeah, Germans. Not at Germany. one time, <laughs> I was gonna say is like Disney owned the rights to the Mounties, like the RCMP. So right. it's like they're Disney? owning. Yeah, it's really oh, weird to like portray them. Yeah, yeah. So they they're oh. the only ones who could have cartoons of Mounties for I a gotcha. while. Like Dudley it's like Do-Right? we sold our culture. Was to Dudley Do Right not a Canadian? T- well, he was cartoon. a Mountie. Yeah, but he wasn't a Canadian cartoon. No, I, uh, I don't know. I always thought it was. I I don't think so. Maybe I don't. Know. That's why I got Just... this laptop here. We can look that up. Um, <laughs> what's Alberta? What's Canada like growing up? What well, was that? so it was. This, um, Alberta is like an oil province, so I, I call it Texas with hockey pucks. So okay. most of the extracurricular activities involve internal combustion engines. So my life is kind of weird. So I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta on the north side, and my father is a professor. My mom's a librarian, and both are educated. And um, But he purposely grew up in a shitty neighborhood so he could save money for a big mansion. And so like I grew up surrounded by tough little kids. And like lots of little fights and just little little troublemakers and played hockey and basically got into trouble and stuff like that. It was pretty normal. Um, and then what they did is a decentralization program for the university I worked for. So I ended up in a real small hick town called Athabasca. That's where you went to college? No, well, sort of. Um, that'll get into. So um, I finished my degree there because it's a distance ed thing. Oh, gotcha. So the reason I took it, it's actually accredited, and it was the first university don't, hey, from don't Canada gotta, don't gotta, accredited into the U.S. So yeah, you don't have to. Have it's to not Phoenix. No, I just feel like I have to defend yourself it. To, yeah. I know. Well, I feel like I do have to do that <laughs> with Southern New Hampshire, too, because mm. I'm going there. And if they're like, oh, the online school, I'm like, no, it's a real no, it's, it's a, a real, real school. school. It's a real school. People's I took, kids go there. Yeah, I took classroom before, like at University of Lethbridge, and then I transferred because I was already working in my field when I was attending university. Gotcha. So I've been a programmer full time since early twenties, like in the nineties, and like one of my first jobs was actually like Y two K debugging. Okay. What was what was a 
Athabasca? Is that what it's called? Yeah, so Athabasca their, is like a tiny little town. Like? What's their sports team? There like? isn't any. It's Why? like a town of 2,000 no, people. They, sh- they don't have any sports? Well, we played hockey. Okay. That's all you do. Okay. You play hockey and you drive snowmobiles. Like, we did stupid shit. Like, we used to, I used to live by a lake and we used to uh, take snowmobiles and then hook them up to bungee cords on sleds. Yeah. And then drive like 80 miles an hour down the lake. <laughs> like it what? was fucking nuts. Like <laughs> we used to go into well, yeah, fields with just... cars. Like I was been driving cars since I was 12. We used to take trucks into fields that's when we're like, like 12 and just fucking drive them around and rip around in the mud and shit. Yeah, like that's that. like normal backwoods yeah. country growing up stuff. Yeah. Did you ever blow stuff up? We blew a lot of stuff yeah. up. We blew stuff to, up. I used to so blow I had stuff like up a lot too. we had a pipe. I remember with someone, a friend of mine made a pipe bomb at a party. We we're like 15 or so. There's like. His older sister's having a party. A lot of cute girls, 18, 20, like college something. And we're like, ah, we're going to wake them up. And we took a pile of dirt and buried it and put a pipe in it. Put like uh, cotton balls lit with gasoline with black powder and then made a wick so it would ignite really fast with the gas on top. Yeah. And kaboom. (laughs) And the whole party came out. What the hell? Oh, man. So, yeah, blew stuff up. Lots of lots of stuff like that when i can't believe the stuff we did as little kids like like uh bringing like shotgun shells to school and then cutting them open and then burning the things out smoking in grade five like like i i I remember having my first girlfriend like grade five and like trying stuff and it was such an earth like no people around like there's trails and we'd go just figuring things just out. figuring things out in the bush somewhere because like here. there's trails like all around the back of the school so we just sneak in there and and there's nothing to be proud of like like the total lack of supervision shocks me yeah like like i got in trouble so many times i remember one time we had this fort and we're fighting each other like just playing playing kind of war games like dungeons and dragons kind of th- throwing logs at each yeah. other <laughs> you have bb gun fights bb gun fights he used to do bb gun fights i remember this one guy he shot another guy when he was taking a piss on the side of the fort he was aiming i'm aiming for it and he shot him in the pinky and he's oh, like Fuck. No. i got a funny story about bb guns is uh i had a go-kart but it was like a manual go-kart like we'd take turns pushing it around so like my dad helped me build one and then what you do is take a shovel with no blade on it and just stick it on the end of the go-kart and the guys would push it yeah and you push it down hills and the only break you had was like a piece of like wood that you drag on the ground so it worked really well in dirt so you'd push it down dirt hills right yeah and these guys came up and this asshole jay and he was older than me and he's picking on me and he decided to shoot up my go-kart and then I was try- and then they took beer and they fucking dumped it all over. Like they're like fourteen. Yeah. And then he shot me in the How leg. How old were you? Sorry. Oh, probably nine or ten. Nine. Fourteen is a big kid. Yeah, that's a big kid it's when you're nine. When you're like, nine. like I would fight a lot of people. I've, yeah, but not not a fourteen year old. You punch him in the face and run away or something. Like I, I wish I could fight a guy that was my size. I was such a small guy over there. Yeah. Like you're a small guy, over there. Like oh yeah, like average guy in Alberta, backwards, Albertan, oh, backwards yeah. like Alberta, because they're all Corn Ukrainian. Fed, they're all Ukrainian, and they're all ex-farmers that immigrated over, so they're all massive. Like yeah. the only my actual Ukrainian friend who's an intellect, he works for Stanford University. What do he's, you mean when you say intellect? You just well, mean, he didn't grow up as a farmer. Like uh, he, okay. he has a series. He has a background history of his dad was like a film producer. Like he didn't grow up in the sticks okay gotcha, gotcha is what i should mean like he, they're book like in communism it's like you got two people you got 
you know, the bol- you know, the Bolsheviks and the proletariats and then the people who are wearing coveralls and then the people who wore glasses are the intellects and they're like like Brainy Smurf. The Smurfs. Okay. He's now the intellect. That's why they hate him. Now you're talking. <laughs> they kick him out. Because <laughs> they're all a bunch of commie bastards. Now you're talking so, my level. <laughs> sorry. Brainy Okay, Smurf. I'm digressing, sir. So the thing is, is he shot me in the leg, and years later, like years and years later, I was like 20-something, and I had this bump on my shin, and I went to the doctor, and he's like, okay, we're going to carve it out. And he freezes it and carves it out, and you hear this clunk sound like in the movies when they put yeah. it in the pan. And he's like, I wonder what that is. We'll take it to the lab. Turned about to be a metallic substance. And the damn thing stayed in my leg for like 15 years. Or something. It just, what are those made of? Just brass? Copper? It's lead. Lead? Ugh. No, you won't get lead poisoning because you'd have to actually digest it. I oh, think. okay. Yeah, if it's into you. If you get shot in a bullet, it stays in you. It just stays. So, okay. So, you grow up. <laughs> What did, what did you get your degree in at Athens? Well, I have, a, I have a computing science degree. Well, it's actually computing a BSc in computing and information systems. But, like, when I first started programming, it was, like, those Apple IIEs. When I first saw those, I fell in love with them. So I saw one when I was, like, I remember the day it was. I was, like, grade two, and this guy in a suit, and he was, like, a younger-looking guy. And he showed me that they showed the kids the computer, and oh, there's I this just little game. What that looks you, like. Yeah. Yeah. Apple II. Floppy discs. Yeah, it has the ones that make that sound. That and then they'd load the like Fallout. five and a quarter. Yeah. Like Fallout. Sorry. That's what it looks. <laughs> Don't like. get distracted. <laughs> yeah. So I started programming them, and it was really easy because with BASIC you could just get right into block graphics. So it's it's basically if you knew calculus. You could write parabolas like for circles and stuff like that. So I didn't quite understand the math, but I just knew this equation made this. And so like I started making drawing graphics. I started making like kind of like text-based games. Yeah. And then and then it like if something happened, it would draw graphics on the screen because I wasn't very good at moving graphics. Those was quite hard because you have to do know the algorithms behind it. So that was kind of hard. But like I I started programming. And then I, I just kind of kept it on the side, but I never told anybody. Like, I wouldn't brag, hey, oh, look yeah, what I did to my girlfriend. You yeah, know, like, not at that. No. Was it early, late 80s, mid 80s? That would be like mid 80s. Yeah. And then the 90s was like all about, like, I got into music and like skateboarding. I used to make like music for bands a lot, and some of them actually went pretty big in Vancouver, and I used to do performing and stuff like that. But I just like making the music. Like, yeah. I didn't perform. I just, yeah. yeah. So these guys were. You'd like edit it or you'd yeah, like, just make the samples and the loops and the gotcha, beats. Like okay. I had drum machines uh, and okay, synthesizers, yeah, yeah. so I did a lot of music for a lot of different stuff. And I thought about I was actually going to get into doing music for a living, like editing music for video and stuff like that. But the thing is, the technology wasn't there. Like we didn't have a yeah. video ed class or anything like that. There was nothing, like none of that shit. Well, back then too, you had to like snip shit. And- yeah, yeah. And so like the timing's off. It had yeah. been born today. Holy crap. Like, yeah, it's, it's click just, and drag. Yeah, I just hate right. how everything's available, yet people still just sit around and do nothing. And it's like, look at the technology we have to create content if you really wanted to do it it just blows the mind i'm bad at it and i'm still doing it you know what i mean like it's it's so it's oh it makes it it's cookie cutter dummy proof yeah i'm sure there's a quicker way to do it than what i do it the way i do it but like i'm just like 
And then there's so much how to's. Yeah. Like, yeah. YouTube you videos to teach you shit. And yeah. it's just amazing. How to do this on Adobe. Like blah, everything. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It saves embarrassing questions. Oh, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so you said you were debugging. Well, like, Y2K my debugging? career. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I graduated at edwin parr high school in athabasca and then i left at 17 and i barely turned 18 when i was already living on my own living with a girlfriend which is stupid and like that's fun she was a bit of an addict where'd you meet where'd you meet her i just at a party and how did that go like had a party and then we were supposed to be on a date and then she didn't show up for the date and then i was like okay she shows up like really late and then i was like here's a lollipop that's our date. Like, I just went to the 7-Eleven and just Gave bought her a, a lollipop. lollipop. No, just some sugar because she was high on something. And I was like, here's some sugar. And then she's like, oh, I'm just going home with this guy. And like, and then later it was just more often. And then we just ended up living together. Ah, <laughs> it was like, no, a lot of my dates were like, a friend would say, oh, you're, so, my friend thinks she's, you're cute and like go on a date. And so I didn't make much effort. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm that guy. I'm just saying that that's a lot of how things happen because I didn't bother. Like, like it sounds to me like a true Canadian romance. Yeah. It's like you didn't. You didn't want to offend the girl or ask her out, so you just sit around and wait, and eventually you meet enough women, and somebody's going to ask you out, or <laughs> I don't know, somebody's going to put up with you. Like, that's like, how I'm like trying you'd to ask go, some girls out. But that's how I'm trying to do comedy. Is I'm like, just keep being funny and hang out. And eventually, someone will yeah, take you yeah. away to comedy land. Exactly, exactly. That's so, so not really in how that it works. <laughs> no, because you, if, if you go in the attitude of I'm just here to meet people. I'm not here to get laid or something when you go to a party you're just gonna eventually meet somebody and click and then yeah. just whatever happens happens don't like be that creepy guy just, just let it let it whatever happens you know and you'd not be you'd be surprised at the opportunities right but yeah so anyways so first job was like y2k so like y2k was a huge thing which most people don't understand how much programming went in to make sure the apocalypse didn't actually happen like it, it was weird because COBOL is a language um written by a lot of business is like i know gm was using it ford was using it and it was supposed to run out in 0909999. so like the nines because you only have single digits so it would all run out so you don't have enough bits to carry mm -hmm. it over to the 10 and nothing happened like i thought oh nine oh so september 9th 1999 would be a day of hell and it didn't actually happen so nothing really happened and then everybody was freaking out in 1999 and it was funny because all you would do is take a bunch of code and just sort through it and then look at the dates and then see how it ran and then you'd like set the servers up to like you know december 31st at 11 o'clock go for lunch come back and then it would turn into megatron and start stamping the building right and you're yeah. like oh shit there's a bug there yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i found a couple and then and then when they did the flip it was fine but it would just turn things into 1900 instead of 2000 that's all it did because huh. they would just hard-coded a one nine <laughs> but um yeah that it was a lot of people with a lot of effort who actually fixed that because a lot of medical stuff so, and all that shit was like i have always heard some weird that, that was something that just wasn't ever an issue and people freaked out for no reason but you're saying a lot i would of say yes and no I, I i would say there's a lot of people that put huge efforts into fixing 
a lot of stuff that wasn't ready for 2000 but when the bugs did happen it was just weird stuff for instance there was a lot of people who turned 90 in scandinavia got registered for kindergarten because if they were born in 1900 it thought it was 2000 something okay so they were born in like 1906 it's like oh that's 2006 they're ready for kindergarten <clears throat> oh so a bunch of like old people that were a bunch like... of old people are going to kindergarten <laughs> Okay. So there so, was some so jails like, that got probations mixed up, but it's not like satellites are gonna, gonna fuck. No, yeah. nothing okay. like that. It's That's just what, it's right. just when you see the date, it would just look funny. Banking systems were especially vulnerable because of the dates of the transactions. Yeah, that could. But been. it would just say the transaction was some other date, or they screwed up. It's like some, it, it would just flip. Gotcha. So so instead of saying, or if they were using two digits, it would just be oh one. Or if it was like if they hard coded one nine, it would just say nineteen hundred. So it's not a big deal. Man, I'm sure what you said made sense, but I can't think <laughs> that fast with numbers. And so, well, it's just good. like you have a variable and you just assign yeah. a one nine because you, you're yeah. using less memory for for two digits instead of four. But it, who cares? But the thing was is that like it it happened. The only thing I did is I took out a bunch of cash and I stuffed it in a sock somewhere, not because of Y2K, but because of stupid people. Because I thought everybody else would freak out because there was more transactions that Christmas, from what I remember, from ATMs and Visa cards than any other year previous. So shopping was high because it's 1999. It's before the dot-com boom. So people had money. People but, went to physical stores. Amazon, yeah. Amazon well, Prime the thing Day is they would, they would go. Yeah, they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. That was before those days. There were online stores, but people didn't use them. Yeah. It's like eBay was the only one. But um, what happened is that what I was worried about is that the servers couldn't have the transaction loads, and then it would just come crashing down because everybody's because the if everybody cashed out their bank accounts, you couldn't do it because yeah. there's not enough money, right? So like America, the American uh, Federal Reserve actually printed out extra money and then fucking did their Still shit. Still doing and, that, by the way. Yeah, they're just ready for some disaster or some bullshit. But then, then my career later, um, I worked for a small uh, accounting firm that did stuff. And then I basically my job was to automate everything. So basically I've programmed many people out of jobs. That's what I do. It's terrible. I think about it. Like, well, like I, I did. A, well, it's out of boring jobs. Like, fuck bean counters. But like, like I, I did another finance thing where I'm like... I've saved this place so many thousands of accounting hours. I should get yeah. paid a lot more. Yeah. Like, I, I took systems and I completely automated what they did. And manually. they were paying. And they were paying people. me, like, I think my starting salary in the 90s was like between 50, 60 grand or something like that, which is, which is good, but it's shit. Like comparing when, how much money you save, how much money they saved, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making a good salary. Like I had, a, how, like even at the age of my early twenties, I already had a house and like kids and. Where shit, do you man. think automation is going in the future? Like, do you think because like a universal basic income is something that comes up? I've some people. No, you. If you look up universal basic in- income, there's actually experiment done in Canada in a small town in uh, Manitoba, and it actually works because a lot of people think that. Like universal income will save this country a ton of money because if you have the more middle class your society is, the more stable it is. And there's a Danish statistician who does these TED Talks on it and he talks about it. everything goes down, teen pregnancy, crime, everything. And the thing is, is 
they're saying, oh, they're just going to be lazy, smoke dope, and play video games all day. Most people aren't like that. And the thing is, is that even if I have to pay out of pocket, I'll pay out of pocket for that stoner to sit at home and play video games because it's a hell of a lot better than him doing that than living on the streets. Because you think about it, one homeless person or or a, a disenfranchised individual let's say they get in a fight so some guy has schizophrenia throws a bottle at another person cracks their head open and you have to pay for the police you have to pay for the ambulance you have to pay for the incarceration it costs society a small fortune for this one incident that could have been totally avoided had this person been medicated been treated and been had a place to live had a place to live yeah it's it's a fucking yeah. no brainer. So also, so so that's how you approach conservatives in that sense of financial conservatives and saying because most people don't just want to sit around and do nothing. They do want to accomplish something, the thing, but they man. need the basis covered. And we have the resources because because if you look at human output per person, it's never been higher before. Right because now. it's automated. Yeah. Everything's automated. So like companies, there's companies that make light bulbs, or for instance, they only have to run three months of the year because they can already meet the demand based on the supply because they're so damn efficient at doing it. So then, what's the point? Give yeah. them the damn income. Well, that's because it, 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 they have the money. They just it's it's like look at the Walton family, four people worth over a hundred billion dollars. They have more money than a third of this country. There's something wrong, and then yet their workers are having food stamps. Right. So there's and then the, I'm a communist. There's Back. the Boo. the fine line issue though of of telling people that they can only make so much money, right? Because that's what conservatives will say. They'll be like, "Oh well, what if I'm the guy who's making that much money, and then I just can't make more money because I'm working harder?" Well, the thing is, is like a CEO who makes 500 times more than a person who's a nurse is not working 500 times harder. And you're, yes, you can say, well, I'm more more intelligent or I have an innovation or whatever bullshit. Okay. Certain things run out. Patents run out. Copyrights run out. But thanks to Disney, they've extended those those things so a lot of the disney movies should be in the commons right now but they're not because they extend the copyright you understand so it used to be like 25 years now they want it to 50 years and then they had 75 years conan the by the barbarian actually came out before that so like that's why anybody can do something about conan the barbarian because it's not copyrighted anymore is that disney copyright expired no disney lobbied for it oh Gotcha. Nobody owns Conan the like just like nobody owns a Beethoven just, song. Anybody can a, play a Beethoven song because there's no copyright didn't on they it. They just put out no, they put out two Conans, didn't they? And that's why they were able to do that. Yeah, because there's no like Batman should be in the free commons, and it'll make the content better because everybody can do a Batman movie. Yeah, because Batman should be in the creative commons, meaning like there's no copyright on it. You understand? But now Marvel wants to own it forever, even though it's past. It, like all, once it reaches the you. five seventy-five year you. mark, you said Marvel. It is DC. Oh Jesus Christ! And I, Fine. I don't, I don't really care <laughs> that you said but that. Your listeners, <laughs> all seventeen of them. Some of which I think are bots on SoundCloud, but whatever. <laughs> I was watching one of my kids' YouTube videos. He had over 18,000 hits, and he's just Jesus. playing video games and just talking. It's insane. The reason I brought up the universal basic income thing is because you are talking about automation, and it's like inevitable that just more and more, there's just going to be fewer and fewer jobs. Correct. And so, like, what do you just, there's not going to be fewer people. Nope. So they got to. They need something to do gotta do a thing 
They gotta they do can't, the thing. Yeah, it's and I'm part of the problem. Nah, it's not your fault. I mean, I guess you did it's choose weird. a very specific career path. Well, that makes I, it I choose fault. computing because I just I didn't want to be poor. I just yeah. I I always wanted a career and I enjoy doing it. That's why I'm I, damn that's why good I'm at getting it. Getting a degree in creative writing. Because you want to be poor and unemployed. No, because I want to be rich. Oh, it's a joke, Conrad. <laughs> it's a joke. Thinking logically, no, like, like for instance, like my my current job now is I work for PanStars, so the Panoramic Survey Telescope Rapid Response System. So it's it's basically an all sky survey. So they look at the entire celestial sphere from like minus thirty declination all the way to the poles. What does that mean? So the latitude okay, you can so see from the mountain from Haleakala is from minus thirty. Gotcha. Latitude all the okay. way to the poles, so it can scan three quarters of latitude the sky. Latitude is flatitude. That's how my teacher taught me to uh, tell the difference. Okay. Latitude so, anyways, um, he, by the way, for all he did not care about that little rhyming, no thing that I just said. <laughs> I thought it was adorable, and he'd be like, "Oh, that's kind of cute." He just was gonna continue on, and now I've interrupted him. Sorry. So. Um, so my current job with computing science is I was hired as a developer for a subsystem in the telescope called the published science product subsystem. And so what it basically is, is a bunch of software that creates the world's largest astronomical database. So it's basically, I call it the universe in a box. So you're taking all the stars, all the galaxies, everything that they've mapped, and you're shoving it into a relational table database. My database is so, like, whatever pissing contest there is, I always win. I don't even know what that means. So It's that's a database. Like, it's I a, get, I know what database means. <laughs> I, thank you. I the know world's what database largest. Means. But is it just to astronomy. give, to make, like, the location of things? Yeah. Okay. So like the right ascension, declination, magnitude, so brightness, flux, all those kinds of uh, science okay. attributes of a okay. star or a galaxy. And there's a lot of stars. Yeah. So the detection, like the biggest table. So, so the total amount of celestial objects, I believe, is about 15 billion with a B. And then that the exist or that are known? That are known in the database. Jesus. And then right. detections of those known objects my biggest table is 150 billion rows with a b that is huge beyond belief so it's a i, I, don't I even run think i, I really run, know i know how many commas that is but like i don't know that's bigger than any database what that even like, looks like there's there's certainly <clears throat> human genome projects and and like facebook stuff like a lot of likes that's a lot of likes like a lot of likes might be a trillion or so i don't know but it's is I I run I have about a hundred nodes in my supercomputer cluster that sits on campus. So it's called the Information Technology Center, and it has six cabinets, and I'm in charge of them. So so I have about a hundred nodes that hold this giant database of people. And so I give a publication, and I give it to a place called Space Telescope, the guys that brought you the Hubble. And then they publish it to the world. So I used to have my own software that, that I wrote with a team the to Hubble access Space it. Space Telescope. Well, it was named after Hubble. No, I no, but Hubble. the company who made it is Space Telescope. Is that what you well, just said? Well, the outfit is called Space Telescope. Yeah, because they have other telescopes like the James. Okay. Um, 
damn, what's the other one? No, Gaia. But um, th- there's other space telescopes as well. Okay. Is that um, a government thing? Yes. God, I feel dumb right now. No, it's okay. Okay, so it wasn't well, a you company. Just look it up. Just look up, look up space, just S-T-S-C-I. Space, S-T-S-C-I? Yes, yeah, Space okay. Telescope Science Institute. Sorry, you're just so much smarter than I ever gave you credit for. So, <laughs> yeah, but I portray—I don't portray myself as smart if I get on stage and tell jokes. I mean, I'm a blundering idiot. That's the idea. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm smart. Some days you're smart. Some days you're not so smart. And I've seen a lot of smart people do a lot of dumb things, dude. I've seen a guy who is a Nobel Prize winner freak out because somebody put like an annoying little buzzer thing that made sounds in his office it was just like a little gadget and he thought that his computer was hacked and he like took it all apart and rebuilt and rebuilt it and and reinstalled the operating system so he like he was too smart like he got all paranoid over something really stupid it's like no uh, always think of the simplest was it howard hughes yeah really smart guy really paranoid guy then he started keeping his pee in jars well he's wearing kleenex boxes yeah so i i'm not sure what telescopes they have now that like i don't think gaia that gaia is, might be european union um huh yeah so I, I i lived in baltimore some off and on to work with those guys and john hopkins university but i'm just one gear i mean there was a lot of people who built the software but it's right. just like i'm it's- in charge of it now because what happened is my boss unfortunately had a stroke before the operational readiness review so what happens is they come in and then they say are you ready and then to you go got a promotion and then i instantly got a promotion by default Whoops. and i had to explain how this thing worked in front of a crew of nasa super guys and a bunch of other guys like just really smart people get into a room and they give you a pass or a fail yeah. and they just rip you apart I was ready for it because I knew my stuff because I had to, I had to, I mean, confidence is not, knowledge is confidence. And if you know your stuff, then you're fine. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I'm socially capable of handling the hard questions. So, so we got the pass and then I just ended up maintaining the thing and, and then like, it's gotten really boring because I've automated the hell out of it. So I just push a button, go surf, and come back. Like, it's 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 really automated. There's, the problem is, is when something breaks. Something yeah, right. breaks. Because imagine, like, you, you have a train of cars, and then the train the train keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you have a pileup, the trains keep fucking coming. And you're just like, oh, yeah. shit. This is a tidal wave of data. you got to slow down and reevaluate and redo and... That's it's like it's like getting the best way to acknowledge it is like imagine you have a library right and you get a, you have a billion books and you have to put them all in alphabetical order in certain sections through the letters right because right. it's distributed right right and then you get a billion more books and then you got to redo it in order and then you get a billion more books and you got to redo it in order and you have to subsection it and you got to make sure it's like it's just all about partitioning it into like small sections and stuff that's the vast majority of it but i also was with a team that wrote the software to actually query the database so I, was, I, I wrote things on how to build a query. You pick your tables. You pick your columns. There's a lot of built-in functions for astronomical stuff. Is this just a giant Microsoft stuff. Excel sheet? No. I'm not trying to, like, oversimplify <laughs> what you do. I'm just trying wow. to, like, what you did. Think of it as sharding. Like, like I shard every of, time I drink too much beer. Or, or eat at Taco Bell. But 
the point is it's like a distributed database meaning like you have it broken into small pieces of servers that contain okay. certain data so like okay okay put it this way you have areas of the this sky this doesn't right? need to be the it's just a it's just a big piece of pie Derek. it's okay. just a big piece of pie okay that's all it is so so it's a database that's broken into into pieces of the pie and that's it and gotcha. i maintain it but it's also like the applications that I wrote with a team, like I said, that access it. So, for instance, my one uh, partner in crime, uh, Xian Chen, Thomas, he goes by Thomas, uh, PhD, uh, graduated University of Beijing, and then got his PhD in computing science at UH. Um, he works now, he helped me build a lot of that stuff, and he now works for Google, and he's working on the Google Assistant, the AI Assistant. So okay. the one I made the joke about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how Mark Zuckerberg fails the Turing test, yeah. So he works on that now. So his experience there was really helpful. Because it's hard to get in. Like, I've had interviews with Google, and they just grind you. So, so it's like a bunch of aliens kidnap you, put you in a room, give you a really extremely difficult problem to solve. And then if you solve it, you get to the next room you get to the next room and i, I made it to like level three with google and i passed the programming problem without we had so much time left over i think the guy was bored yeah and then he just started shooting questions at me and it's like it's like dude i can't dig this out of my head right away i'm not 22 you know so i didn't get the job but i i found his out ad, his attitude so hubris that i didn't want to oh nice just when i think Man, this guy is a professional motherfucker. No. Look at everything he knows. His phone goes off during an interview. Sorry. That's it's okay. just that I'm, I'm not a popular Get out of my person. house. I don't usually this get This is over. <laughs> no, but, fine. um, so, yeah, so, so, so you get offers from Amazon, Facebook. I've done interviews. And so, like, this I just didn't project, want to work for them. This, so, this, so my latest one was Stanford. So, I'm moving to Stanford now. So, this project you've been doing out here with that giant database is just like offered has just like open doors to I think so yeah positions yeah. people are just like holy shit look yeah. at this thing yeah that's yeah. fucking cuz a lot of people don't believe like I don't know how to explain what I do yeah you're I mean you're trying really hard right now and I'm not even fully comprehending well it's just a I'm giant dumb, database so. supercomputer cluster yeah. and you maintain it but the thing is my responsibilities as one individual far surpass not because I'm good but because we're under budget like oh, okay. so you take a lot of shortcuts and you it, it's hard it's hard because you're just so like when we came out with the first catalog of the universe that was extremely stressful for me that was like two years ago so i just started doing commie and i did my first my first full show like 15 minutes on the stage and i remember i got an offer in canada for a position with investopedia so Investopedia is like Wikipedia, but for businesses and stuff. So huh. they wanted me to work on their stock ticker stuff, stuff like that, like yeah. Bitcoin, shit like that. I could have made a lot of money. And um, I said no because I was hoping to go to Stanford. Oh. So and that, that's pretty then awesome. the job, they said, oh, we want you, everything. And then the job never got funded. And then uh, I said, well, I want to get the, the first data publication out. And then once it got out, things kind of calmed down, and then I could relax and take a vacation and, like, you know, go 
do comedy or do whatever and and things relaxed a bit and then the next one is so version two is just finished right now okay. like seriously like literally i i of the catalog of the universe of the catalog of the universe version two will be available and you could query it you can go anybody can so once space telescope gets it it'll probably be there in the fall that once they get it ready because they have to test it and stuff right. they will say you can look at the universe i should have brought a photo to you is, yeah, um, like I, I can give you a photo that you could put on the website or yeah, something. Yeah, it's yeah. like the world's largest photograph. So what it is is it's a hundred and twenty thousand one point four gigapixel uh, photos all stitched together into one giant universe picture. And so it's like literally a picture of the universe. It's, it's a picture of the universe. Yeah, you can see like the galactic plane. So it's like it, it it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's incredible. It is absolutely phenomenal. I wish awesome. I could bring it up. Yeah, I, I forgot I wanna, the damn card. I'm sorry. Oh, that's cool. I, just, I, I can go to my. You had so, you got so much going on in your brain. I totally get why you might forget a piece of paper. Yeah, it's fine. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, it's just like my day is like a bunch of little fires. Like yeah, like, just like so. It's just like you got to prioritize what you're doing, and then like like. I find that I don't program as much as I used to. Like I used to be like one task, one guy, do this, and then just close the door and then code hard. Yeah. And then, and and like I said, no ice is really weird too. So there's a bunch of things about it that are really strange. But like I said, it's the first object ever that is not from this That's, solar system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is really weird. So like all the other comets and stuff, like Hale-Bopp's comet or whatever comes around, it just goes around our solar system. Even if they're like almost none, they exist in some capacity because that thing's out there. Probably not in the lifetime of this planet. No, God no. Or the well, species itself. Not in but, my um, lifetime at least. The That's thing is, care about. Here, here's a hypothetical question if we're going to get so philosophical about that. Is some people are violently opposed to sending out a signal that we're here. So if you look at the I Love Lucy show, that's basically like a sphere of 50 light years, but mm -hmm. the signal's so weak that you wouldn't get much of it. So it's kind of like an advertising, like, hey, there's life here, and they're scared that aliens will say, hey, there's a, there's a blue little planet we can take over, you know, by, by a bunch of primitive that's apes. That's how we think. No, because they watch too many independence movies. So here's my take on it. This would just be my opinion is like some people have proposed like sort of like a laser. I'm not sure what wavelength they want to do it at, but they want to send out a signal. Okay, I don't know the wavelength, yep. but um, they want to send out a signal giving a message in some math formation of some sort saying that, you know, we're a species that does the A, B, and C, and this is who we are. I think it's a good idea because by the time it reaches if it did any civilization the distances are so far that we'd probably be extinct by the time they receive it mm -hmm. and so at least there's a history of our species wasn't conrad awesome was it he's he's a goofy guy uh, he's a good friend um and i'm glad he i'm glad he came on the show uh, i had a lot of fun i learned a lot i learned a lot talking to him uh, that was that was great. Um, don't forget, we're, we're uh, a bi-weekly podcast now, every other week. Okay, so we'll be back in two weeks with a new guest. Uh, at LWH Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And DerekReamersComedy.com. You can see where I'm doing stand-up. All right? Cool. Thank you, guys. See you next week.